You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. And now a quick shout out to a giant pain in the butt for e-com stores everywhere, getting the right photos and videos to sell your products. Here's the truth. Not a single transaction happens on the internet that doesn't involve a visual. If you're in e-commerce, you need professional photos. That's Suna. They're the virtual content studio. Join over 10,000 merchants who get high quality creative by simply shipping their product, joining their shoot online and paying for the photos they need as they go. Oh, and those photos, they're only $39 each. Your pain point is about to be your secret weapon. Get started today at Suna.co. That's S-O-O-N-A dot co. Email, SMS, zero party data. There's just so much happening right now. And brand founders and marketers, you're just expected to learn so many new technologies and channels in what feels like it's like overnight. It's not easy. Uh, and over the last six months, though, I've watched Joanne Coffey of Jones Road Beauty become one of the sharpest D2C marketers out there. So many of her tweets get me thinking, including a recent one she did about an A-B test on SMS. So I finally had to reach out, got the courage, shot her a DM, and here she is with us today. So Joanne, awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah. So let's start with you. I think for anyone who, who follows you on Twitter, you know, probably a lot of us are curious, like how, how did you first get into marketing? Yeah, great start. I got into marketing in college, was a basic marketing major, and I needed a internship to graduate. I loved the beauty space. I wanted to do something in skincare, makeup, didn't care what it was, but I used my internship requirement to get a very small internship with a local D2C makeup line, Amazing Organics. And that is where I started, just doing basic marketing tasks. And I eventually got a little promotion to just part-time while I was in college doing email marketing. Around that time, SMS marketing became pretty popular. So I adopted that strategy. And then after I graduated, I built out some pretty solid retention strategies. So I got hired full-time and that is where I got my title, head of retention with Aisling. And I was doing their loyalty program, helping with website design, all good things. And that's kind of when I took my personal brand on Twitter a little bit more seriously. And then got recruited to come to Jones Road. And I've been here for about seven months. Amazing. So did Aisling have a marketing leader or you just were doing? I believe it was the founder, a CMO, and then a, a couple other employees at that time. Very, very small. Wow. I just called up the founder and I was like, hey, I am a college student, need an internship. I'll work for you for free. And she was all about it. And we've had a great relationship ever since. What an incredible story. And now you've landed at Jones Road Beauty, which is a darling, I would say, of, of D2C. A lot of exciting people on the team and a lot of exciting growth over there. It's great great to see. But I love that story. The initiative you took is, is amazing. So you were doing a little bit of email and then you just like saw the what was happening around SMS and, and wanted to try it out. Like I was just doing email part-time. We weren't spending too, too much energy with email. I was a very much beginner in the platform. I was kind of just learning by my mistakes and learning by the Clavio blog, if I'm being honest. And SMS 
marketing started to become a little bit more of a buzzword and started becoming popular with other brands. And so we wanted to jump right on that, got on Postscript. I started building out all of these flows. And I think my advantage was I wasn't going off of any best practices. I was just going off of what felt right to me as a makeup lover and as a consumer. And I think that that's why we had such a successful SMS strategy right off the bat was because it wasn't traditional. It was selfies of us in the back of the warehouse. It was, you know, really creative things that people hadn't been used to, hadn't been seeing before in SMS. So I really think that that strategy was what took us off. I love it. Do you remember the first text that you sent? Oh gosh, I've seen the, I remember the first email that I've ever sent and it is one of the products that we sold was a foundation and it had aloe vera in the base and it was like a lime green background. I, I remembered I like pulled the copy from Pinterest with like a cheesy subject line. Design was horrible. You could like see shadows in the background. It was, it was just a mess. Um, we've come a long way from there. That's amazing. Cool. I love that. Like when you were starting with SMS, you, you took that kind of casual approach. I mean, I think a lot of marketers that I'm working with now and, and talking to, they, they kind of freeze up, you know, they're like, what should we send? And I think that that idea of just like keeping it very casual, almost like behind the scenes, almost like you're texting a friend, you're just doing it through like a real, real marketing platform uh, instead. Uh, I think that that carries a lot of weight for me. Exactly. And there's so many new platforms that are coming out. It's, it's honestly really hard to keep up. And it's super easy to just look at best practices and think that that is what is going to be right for your audience and for your brand. And nine times out of 10, it's not going to be unless you test it out. And so right off the bat, we, we really started testing different campaigns, different copy, different images. And we got a really great sense of what our subscribers and customers resonated with. Love it. So let's actually get into some strategy because I think I've watched you for a while now. I know that you're you're very deep in email and SMS. Can you just give us your sense of like email versus SMS and the strategy on how these work together and all that? I think it depends, as people love to say, but I do think that they can go hand in hand sometime. We at Jones Road use email as kind of a long form communication style. We mix in some text-based emails from our CX team or from Bobby. We love to show different inspiration with different makeup looks, which involve, you know, kind of like a step-by-step -step process, which our customers love. We can do specific product launches that have a little bit more detailed explanation of why we're launching the kit or why we're launching the product and why it might be right for them in this case, because we have so much um, zero-party data from our quiz that we're able to cater our emails to the different skin types that our customers have. And so that is how I foresee our, our email strategy as a whole. And SMS is pretty similar. You know, we're, we're still using that first part or zero-party data to send catered messages to our customers, but they're much shorter in form. They're pretty, you know, to the point in short, but also have that brand voice that we like to convey in our texts. And so while they are similar and we treat them similarly at times, they do definitely need to be separate. Obviously there's overlap in the message content, you know, different forms, almost like, you know, you, you post to Instagram and to TikTok. Like I can understand that around similar campaigns. Is there, there overlap in the audience? 
We definitely have a lot more subscribers on our email list than we do SMS, just from the way that we're acquiring our customers through those channels. For SMS, we just have our pop-up that's acquiring their phone number. But for email, we are, I don't know if you've seen this strategy, Cody, I feel like has kind of perfected it, but we're running ads to our quiz and then we're getting qualified leads where we're having all of this zero-party data about our customers, you know, skin tone, skin type, the products that they're interested in, and then we're sending catered messages messaging to that. Yeah. So your welcome series for email is basically catered entirely around uh, the intent and interest that you're grabbing from the, the lead gen quiz. Exactly. Yeah. And then the SMS pop-up on your website is just targeted to top of funnel or middle of funnel. I would say that we're spending a little bit more time for email than we do for SMS. We want to make sure that when we are texting our subscribers, that it's very intentional, that we're not just moving up their their phone all the time. We want to make sure that every time we pop up in their texts, that it's it's something of value to share. And I think with email, you can get away with that a little bit more than you can with SMS. So let's talk about like you know a handful of campaigns or tactics that you've you've executed through SMS for Jones Road since that's where you are currently. Are there certain kind of types of messages or campaigns or timelines that have worked really well for you? Yeah, I think in a lot of the flows that we have, we use keywords. So we're saying, what are you interested in? Face, lips, eyes, skin. And then we're sending them catered messaging related to the products that they're interested in versus with email, that is our strategy of just our quiz that we're getting that data from. So we're personally setting up, trying to set up that same system with SMS. And so that has performed really well for us. Um, the conversion rates on those campaigns are, are pretty crazy when you send them a catered message like that. And so that is really what we try to focus on for SMS is just personalizing that text as much as possible. So yeah, for, for some folks in the audience, I mean, they may not have sent in a, a text yet to their customers. So you guys, I know are, are using Attentive, which is awesome, love to hear that. And so give us like, you know, an example of, of what a keyword kind of based interaction looks like. Sure, so we're actually redoing our welcome series right now. And one of the texts that I'm drafting up right now is, you know, Thanks for signing up. Um, are you interested in learning about our best sellers? If so, reply WTF, reply concealer, reply mascara. And then based on that, we can give them another auto reply that sends, giving them a little bit more information about that product. If it's our foundation, we can say, great, here are the top three things that you need to know about our foundation. And if you wanna find your shade, here's a link to our quiz. You know, if it's the mascara, we can talk about, you know, how Vogue reviewed it and how it's Bobby's favorite clean mascara and give a little bit more social proof and then a direct link to shop. And so we're setting up a catered, you know, flow that really delivers the right content to the right person. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, people have used that term, right, right message, right person, right time forever. Like everyone hates it. It can be really buzzwordy, but I think you just broke it down in a way that's like really practical and, and exemplifies why the conversion rates you said are, are so strong from those welcome series through text. It is an overused phrase. I think a lot of people just like to use it because it sounds good. But when you do break it down and you look at your individual flows, you can see that you're sending the right 
the right message to the right person. And if not, then you can look at the results and you can change up your strategy. And that's what I love about email and SMS is it's so easy to test things, see if they're working or not, and then pivot your strategy. And I think that's what I love at Jones is that I'm not afraid to test things. because I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a 23-year-old marketer. Jones is my second job out of college. I will be the first to say that I do not know anything when it comes to marketing. And I'm just learning as I go. I'm, I'm loving testing everything. I'm loving looking at all of the analytics. And I think the conversations behind those results are, are really what I love most about my job. Yeah, that's fun. And that's actually why I reached out. So are, would you be cool walking us through that, that A-B test the other day about the text that you sent, one that had the picture and one that didn't? Yeah. So um, I sent out an A-B test and it was a, I believe it was a product launch. One had an image and one did not. And that's something that we are always continuously testing with image versus non-image. Believe it or not, non-image works 99% of the time. And then the text with the image had a shorter product description. And the text with the non-image or the no image had a, a much longer product description. And so we wanted to see one is can imagery replace that that longer description? Does that help support the click? Or do people want to be like talked to? Do they not want to see it visually? Like what, what do our subscribers gravitate towards more? And believe it or not, no image and longer description, one, had a much higher click-through rate and a higher conversion rate. And so now moving forward, we can take that data and we can cater our product launches a little bit more I don't want to say carefully, but like purposefully when we're talking to our subscribers. And so I thought it was a fantastic A-B test and I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge learning, right? Like I think a lot of people, whether it's through an email or, or a text, expect that the visuals will perform better. But, you know, earlier you said even in your email welcome series or in your email program, you've got text only firing out there and, and through text as well. Is that not that you can generalize to different brands, but like, is that a repetitive trend that you found with text that the click throughs are better without the image for Jones? I would say so. Yeah, it's something that we're always testing. Every campaign, I try to think of something that I can test with it. Traditionally, non images work better. I have no idea why, because personally, I love seeing images and texts. I think that it can convey the message really well. But necessarily, they don't. They might not convert. You know, I I can't remember the last time that I clicked through on a text with a brand, and maybe that just speaks more to them than to me. But um, it's really hard to drive clicks. Like it's it's insanely hard. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, one theory I have on this is that because we've seen this with with our customers too, is that if I get an image, I may not end up reading the text below it. And like, there's so much pressure on that image now to drive my eyes down and, and take the time to read and click versus like, if there is no image, like you kind of have to read that text. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> so anyways, cool. Well, this is, this is awesome. I think a lot of good nuggets here. Really appreciate your, your kind of high level strategy on email and SMS and the overlap there and good little nuggets on that that a b test there so hey try it for yourself maybe images work for your brand or maybe you should be sending without give it a shot awesome but anyways joanne awesome having you appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today yeah thank you so much it was great having me